Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, hello there, and welcome to another edition of Healthy Choices XM, as we're broadcasting live from Austin, Texas, on this, again, another hot Texas summer day, and it's over 102 in the shade again. So as we do regularly on our show, when the temperature hits this high, we're sipping our fresh squeezed lemon juice and mineral water just to stay hydrated. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and sports-certified clinical nutritionist. And as always, we're here to answer your questions about your health and how to make responsible choices that can change your life. And as today, we're going to do a a little bit of a repeat of a pre-recorded show previously of a topic that was so popular. We got a lot of calls. We're going to talk about another chapter of innovative cancer treatments. And we're going to have Dr. Gaz Agoli from the Progressive Medical Center is going to give us an interview on some innovative treatments in cancer therapy. Our toll-free number is 877-956-9566 for any of your questions today. And you could text us anytime during our show at 512-219-0724. And as always, check out our website, Healthy Choices XM, for podcasts of this show and other shows. And tell your friends you can stream live from our radio website as well. But this is such an innovative uh, talk show of integrative medicine that a lot of people want to hear it over and over again. So check out our website healthychoicesxm.com. And as a quick announcement, our show is sponsored by PD Labs. This is nationally licensed pharmacy centered on research-driven pharmaceuticals. Check out our website, www.austincompounding.com. Before we get to our interview, talking about innovative cancer therapies, I just the reason why I just to frame the conversation as to what we're talking about this was an article that was published out of the New England Journal of Medicine that combed over 100 years of history to produce a chart, a single awesome graph that what killed us then and what killed us now. This was also published in Atlantic Magazine that I found to be very informative as to what things, a little bit of a morbid topic, what things we died from in 1900 and what it is today in 2000, this chart was in 2010. The chart ranks the top 10 causes of death for each year. And in addition to the remarkable decline in mortality overall, it's noticeable that heart disease and cancer have surged to become the two of the top killers. In 1900, Cancer and heart disease accounted for 18% of all deaths. Today, that figure is jumped to 63%. So if you look at cancer rates in 1900, it was 64 per 100,000. Today, with all of our modern medicine and all of our chemotherapy, the rate is close to over 200 
So we're talking about a threefold increase in death due to cancer. So these, you're looking at uh, today, just a combination of these chronic conditions. It was 200 people out of 100,000 in 1900. And today, it's 380 per 100,000 for all these chronic conditions. So unfortunately, I don't think we're making very much progress, especially in cancer therapy, if you look at the incidence of new treatment, excuse me, new diagnosis, and also the survival rate. So we're going to take a little bit of a controversial stand here that what we're doing may not be the best solution. So that's why we wanted to take a little bit of time out in this show to give a little bit of choices. That's what our show is about. You can take responsible choices, be able to look at the literature, be able to have that discussion with your practitioners. What are my options? Because that's what we're here about. Integrative medicine gives you some options and be able to have a discussion what causes it. And we're talking about, we're going to talk about prevention in the second half of our show. And we're here to answer your, your questions. Don't forget our phone number is 877-956-9566. And as always, please text us at 512-219-0724. And Dr. Gazagoli is going to do an interview with us. And he's also Anybody that wants to have a special situation, you want to have a one-on-one conversation, text us your name and phone number, and we're going to pass it on to the physicians at Progressive Medical Centers. Dr. Gazagoli and his oncology team will be able to respond one-on-one. So this is a great opportunity. Everybody take advantage of it. There's no charge. And this is what we're here for, to serve and let people know that there's a lot of different choices in cancer treatments, especially if you're, even if it's stage four or something that's terminal, there are a lot of choices to improve quality of life. So check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. We're going to be making some changes on our website that you're going to just absolutely love that will really help you talk about some of the products we've mentioned and also some of the interesting topics to be able to share with a lot of your friends and your neighbors. Sean, let's go ahead and get started, and we're going to talk with Dr. Gazagoli of Progressive Medical Centers about some innovative cancer treatments. I'm really excited and also saddened to be talking about this topic today because we're going to be talking about stage four cancers and integrative oncology. And one of the reasons why I'm saddened about this is that it, it's it's devastating to see these patients and, and these families working and fighting so hard for their life. And, and conventional medicine just only has so many things to offer. And what we need to do is continue this, this battle on, on finding the combination of, of cures, and it's just not one situation. And this is one of the things that angers us is that when some organizations or research facilities say, oh, we're working on the cure, and, and that's almost in one aspect that sounds really good for public relations and morale. And, and the truth of the matter is now that we know through uh, several decades of research that there's several factors and it's multifactorial and we have to approach this uh, from a multifactorial approach and we also have to look at the individual, the individual because sometimes one size does not fit all or should I say most times one size does not fit all Um, and what we need to do really is to look at the research across the world. Um, Some of the forward-thinking physicians have had made a headway and one of the reasons why I want to talk about this topic is that not only is it very important 
but myself and Dr. Burdett and the rest of the team at Progressive Medical, um, the ones that actually work with, with cancer patients, uh, went to a seminar in San Diego, and it was the Integrative Oncology, and you had oncologists there, which is really awesome to see, oncologists looking at different approaches as well as additional to traditional therapy. So I want to make a statement up front. I am not an oncologist, neither is Dr. Burdett, but the good news is we do have a board-certified oncologist uh, that is our lead physician uh, at Progressive Medical, and she's in charge of our Progressive Medical Oncology. We also have a board-certified naturopathic physician that specializes um, also in integrative oncology. Yes, Dr. Colbert, and she yes. is. We are quite fortunate to have her on staff. Both of these um, practitioners really able to uh, take to the front uh, at, at, at some of the most cutting edge pieces in integrative oncology. Deep history of experience, and when we put both of those sides together, uh, our oncologist as well as our naturopathic doctor who has special certification in oncology. Uh, both of them a background at cancer treatment centers and now. Here, uh, this really positions us as one of the leaders in integrative oncology nationwide and internationally as well. And that's why I'm very excited about Dr. Burdett. And what saddens me, of course, is is what the patients are suffering with stage four. And um, you know, if you've been recently diagnosed with cancer, certainly um, this type of approach we're going to be talking about uh, will make an impact. But we we've actually uh, are seeing more stage four, which is even more sad. But what what our goal is to extend the quality of life, and this is what Dr. Ketterl and, and Dr. Kober also are working together. And we have our dietitians and we have our, our other physicians as well uh, that are helping with metabolic disorders that also help with the adjunctive therapies. So let's just jump right in because, uh, Dr. Burdett, when we went to this seminar, I know you and I were, were busy in other areas um, talking about research in laboratory, but uh, the feedback that I'm getting from all the practitioners and physicians that went to this conference was that it was very exciting and enlightening to see some mm-hmm. new protocols. And, and Dr. James Forsythe was one of the main ones they talked about. He's a board-certified oncologist. So this is an individual such as Dr. Ketterl that practiced a traditional oncology. And what they've done is they've enhanced their specialty, and they were looking for ways of delivering chemotherapy, which in itself is very toxic. So if we go with the theory, if we go with the theory now, the hypothesis that the majority of cancers, one of the root root causes mm-hmm. we've seen is extra toxicity. So we're going to talk about that in a second, and we're going to talk about um, why certain amounts of chemo, and they call it fractionated chemo. Some individuals call it IPT. Uh, Dr. Kettle calls it fractionated chemo, and it's delivered in such a mechanism uh, that they use a biological agent with with the mechanisms of insulin to get into the receptors. So we're going to talk about that, but I want to just read the integrative medical oncology philosophy that was um, written by Dr. Forsythe. Uh, In stage four adult cancers of any origin, improvement in quality of life issues is directly proportional to improvement to overall response rate. Even stable disease can be tolerated and metamorphosized into a chronic livable condition. So basically what Dr. Forsythe is saying is that even with stage four, you can get that disease process in a more manageable state that can be tolerated, tolerated, that you can live a chronic livable condition. So basically, in a nutshell, that's the extension of life. 
with with less symptoms. It doesn't mean that you're 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 going to cure everything. And there have been some cures. Don't get me wrong. There have been, but but we're not talking about that. We don't want to use that word. Uh, what we want to do is we want to be honest and we want to give you the science. And the ultimate goal is that we know that conventional chemotherapy and radiation and surgical intervention on its own just isn't enough. The research is showing this. Uh, now, with pediatrics, we think that that's probably the best way to go because one of the main reasons and differences with pediatric um, oncology and, unfortunately, the children that had um, succumbed to some devastating cancers is they can tolerate more chemo because their cells aren't as damaged as much. Their immune systems aren't as damaged as much. There's probably something wrong going on with the genetic factor with them, and the environment expressed the disease process quicker. And when we see elderly people, whether it's 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, um, our cells are actually more damaged. There's more wear and tear. Our immune system has been damaged. So it's harder for us to tolerate these higher levels. So what I like about Dr. Forsythe is that he's a visionary and that he still uses chemotherapy, but he uses these adjunctive therapy. So Dr. Bidep, mm-hmm. when you first graduated from medical school and then you did your residency and you did some work at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, what did you think about integrative oncology? Was it a new concept to you? Well, as I was going through school, I was very excited to see some tr- some treatments that weren't used, different botanicals and nutrients, and, and to see some data around their outcomes and excited that what, what we were looking at was hopefully new avenues, more imp- impressive treatments with fewer side effects. And then as I moved from school <coughs> into uh, practice at cancer treatment centers and at in- integrated centers, what I witnessed was that there were still many limitations. Uh, and, if it's, and and of course, we know that to be true. Of course, there are limitations because otherwise we would see a 100% success rate with cancer. And we know we're not seeing that right now. Um, but still a difficulty in terms of truly integrating and really making sure that we were um, doing things in, in enough of a therapeutic dose to make a difference. And so still not seeing the level of integration that I would hope to now, I think we have seen some real positive steps in our ability to integrate uh, standard of care with natural medicines. I think we have much more data and much more research that guides us so we know how to put these things together better. Many times you would hear things like what you eat doesn't matter or maybe that antioxidants would be bad for the particular therapy or chemotherapy you were taking. And if you have a loved one or yourself has been diagnosed with cancer and you've been battling for a while... Uh, you know, it becomes overwhelming. And, and who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe this group or this group? And what we've done at Progressive and other integrative oncology clinics across the nation is we're looking for therapies that are more targeted. We're looking for therapies that have less toxicity. And we're also, in combination, building the immune system, helping the metabolic function of the body, um, helping the devastating effects from a, a psychological, emotional perspective, and, and we look at the right diet. Uh, and what I like about um, Dr. James Forsythe is that he uses targeted, targeted therapies, and the philosophy of a integrative oncologist uh, is to look at integrative cancer treatments and immune protocols. And some of the take-home points that that we learned at this conference, especially uh, Dr. Kettle, who's there with Dr. Bouquet, um, and about four or five members of our team, nurses, and, and also 
uh, one of our assistants, and we also have a lot of um, interest with our dietitians that are learning different protocols. But the top take-home points were integrative cancer medicine combines conventional and natural treatments. And that really is the take-home that I want everybody to understand, is that integrative oncology is a combination of traditional and natural therapies. And that when you combine both of those together, that you usually have a very winning combination for good quality of life and in some situations, uh, potentially eradication and extension of life, which is the ultimate goal for all oncologists, all oncologists. Um, traditional oncology just uses uh, chemotherapy, radiation, and surgical intervention. Uh, they're, they're not looking at these other areas. And, and really just what uh, a simple explanation is that integrative oncology just uses a, a combination of everything. Um, the other area that we've seen um, from a treatment philosophy is that integrative oncologists use immune protocols. And these immune protocols show overall survivorship rate of 71% over a 70-month period um, in a 1,000 stage 4 cancer patients. This is, this is Dr. Uh, James Forsythe. He had 1,000 patients that he did a 70-month study. That's, that's pretty amazing, Dr. Burdett. Uh, it really is. Using, using fractionated chemo delivered with insulin. Uh, they call it IPT, but his protocol is a little different because the insulin acts as a target. So he's not bringing the glucose down so the brain cells are protected. Yes. So basically he's putting in uh, insulin with the chemotherapy after they do some type of genomic testing, um, which could be a combination of, of circulating tumor cells, uh, also a, a blueprint for the individualized uh, cancer treatment. So. Uh, there's companies in Germany and laboratories, excuse me, in Germany and also in Greece that have this target. It's just a, a really great way to, to look at cancer from a different perspective. For for those of you that uh, know somebody, you really should be considering uh, if you have cancer to find out what else is out there. If, if someone is promising to cure, don't don't even go to them because they're they're you know I hate to say this on radio, but I, I think that they're misleading and charlatans. W- what I do believe though is that. Uh, the ones that are trained properly, that are that are traditional medical doctors, that add these these philosophies, is just a winning combination. And and the point I'm trying to make is that it's not just one therapy. Although I do like the insulin because that's more targeted mm-hmm, as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Can we go ahead and explain yeah. a little bit about that? Well, it, it's really a brilliant idea. The problem with chemotherapy is not that it's not effective at killing cancer cells. It's just that it's also effective at killing normal cells as well. And so you have this race, this battle to kill off more cancer cells, but to keep the person, the healthy cells, in check enough so that overall the person does well, uh, so their red blood cell counts stay up, their white blood cell counts stay up enough that they can make it to the end of treatment. Many times the reason that that cancer or or chemotherapies fails because people can't make it to the end of the treatment regimen and stay healthy while they do that. So... If we could figure out a way to make chemotherapy more of a smart drug, and what do I mean by that? Meaning that it would just target a cancer cell and leave the normal cells alone, we could really improve what's going on in terms of outcomes and reduce side effects at the same time. 
So one of the issues in terms of cancer is that it's not just a mutation, but it's entire metabolic change. And cancer cells figure out ways to get their hands on fuel first. They take up way more sugar. Uh, They're able to really grab a hold of this much more easily than a normal cell can. In fact, one of the things that you do in order to see a tumor cell is you inject a type of sugar into the body and you do that alongside a PET scan and then the areas that take up more of that sugar, i.e. are the more metabolically active, are the more uh, are the cancer areas. So we know that it takes up sugar preferentially. That's why we even use it in our diagnostic methods to see where it's at. So now, if we take somebody and we are and we uh, help either through fasting or other procedures, get their blood sugar down, a lower level of blood sugar, and now make all of the cells hungry. Well, the cell that's going to be the hungriest is the cancer cell. And now we take that chemotherapy, but at a much lower dose. 1% or 2%, up to 10% of a normal dose of chemotherapy. And we now administer that alongside insulin. We've made those cells hungry, and now we take insulin. That's what causes a cancer cell to recognize sugar, and we put those in together. Now, because a cancer cell likes sugar more, and insulin is, is what opens up the door to sugar usually, the cancer cell uptakes the smaller dose of chemotherapy more preferentially. The normal cells are not bombarded by it to the same degree because there was only 1% to 10% of the dose original. And so you're able to target a cancer cell and minimize the impact to a normal cell. This is really a, a brilliant breakthrough and is something that is being um, practiced more and more, looking at the individualizing of dosing and how we can do this in a way uh, that, that really helps us to follow that premise of first do no harm. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. We're broadcasting live from Austin, Texas, and we're listening to Dr. Cheryl Burdett and Dr. Gazagoli talking about a very sensitive subject talking about cancer therapy. And if you listen just briefly, just the last few minutes in summary, under our, you know, on our show, Healthy Choices XM, we have done this before and we've had such a great response. We wanted to pay attention to this topic one more time. And for people that have just been listening, this type of therapy has been around for over 10 years now. This is not something new, but it's probably become more mainstream. It's a combination of natural therapies and traditional therapies that increase the quality of life and increase the extension of life. You know, this is not something that's going to be a cure-all. However, we can improve the quality of life if we trick the cancer cells that love can- sugar, everybody just understand that's a basic principle, cancer cells love sugar, and be able to starve them uh, and, and do a little bit of a fasting prior, they will take up sugar very quickly. And we trick the cancer cells to be able to take chemotherapy and insulin, and they the insulin causes the cancer cells to take in the sugar immediately with the chemotherapy drug. So again, we're combining chemotherapy drugs with insulin at a very low dose of chemotherapy drug that targets those cancer cells but leaves the healthy cells 
to be living. That's important. So we're killing and targeting the cancer cells by bringing the chemotherapy drug into the cells as opposed to bombarding all the cells. It seems like a very simple process. You probably say, well, how come we haven't done this before? You know, it's very difficult to have innovative therapies in cancer unless they're proven because it's a sensitive topic. But this is something that's become more mainstream. It seems very simple, especially if you're in a stage four diagnosis. So it's important to take a look at it. We're going to be back after the break and talk a little bit more on this interview and a little bit more specifics and talk a little more about the traditional therapies and also about prevention. Are you listening to Healthy Choices XM? And check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. And you can always text us anytime at 512-219-0724 as we're going to talk a little bit more about some innovative cancer therapies and how you can take charge of your health. We'll be back after the break.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Well, welcome back to Healthy Choices as we're broadcasting live here on from Austin, Texas. You know, we're the only show broadcasting live on XM every Saturday on XM 131. And also, we want to welcome our guests from 1380 The Pulse from St. Louis that are also listening to our show on the app and also on our website, healthychoicesxm.com. So we really want to people to utilize this service to be able to get your as get some advice and be able to get some interaction with uh, with us to be able to help take make responsible choices for your health. We've been doing this for over 15 years and we've had just a tremendous response for people that we've made a difference in their life. And today we're talking about a very sensitive topic, looking at innovative therapies for cancer. You know, over 10 years ago this is something we could never do on the air. But with the professionals from Progressive Medical Centers, Dr. Gazagoli, Dr. Shaw Burdett, they're focusing on some innovative and therapies to be able to take traditional plus natural therapies for cancer treatments to improve the quality of life and also to extend life. So this is is really important using traditional chemotherapy at very low doses. This is something that's been around for quite a long period of time. And we're going to talk a little bit as well about prevention because if you Google prevention and be able to come up with a strategy, it'll be dwarfed by the amount of treatments that are out there because everybody wants diagnosis and treatment, but nobody wants to educate people about prevention. And I'll give you a couple of tips before we get back to our interview here, but my most important strategy for people that are at high risk or people that I have in the in that category it's important to squelch some of these free radicals these free radicals could be environmental pesticides exposure it could be tremendous amount of pharmaceuticals poor lifestyle choices the free radical scavenger that the body makes itself and is able to be the master antioxidant is glutathione. Glutathione is something that uh, you can ingest. Your body makes it itself. Over 100 years ago, organ meats were were consumed on a daily basis. Unfortunately, organ meats are trashed or never even introduced to diet. But it's very, it's high doses in in heart and also in in chicken livers and gizzards. And so, you know, these things are just not common uh, today. Also, vitamin C, high doses of vitamin C with bioflavonoids in its natural state, not just ascorbic acid, is a great antioxidant. So you got glutathione and vitamin C and bioflavonoids. The second is a low sugar diet. We just talked about cancer cells, how they love sugar. And I think that's one thing you've learned from the show is cancer loves sugar. So if you're on in chemotherapy and you are being diagnosed, the most important thing to do is to eliminate the sugar from the diet because it's the energy source for cancer cells. So, and also if you have a proper diet that is in, eliminates some of these inflammatory foods, some of these grains and some of the dairy that are very inflammatory, and it's important to get adequate vitamin D3. And 
Many will argue that oral vitamin D3 is, is important, but you can never underestimate the value of natural vitamin D3, and that's being outside at least 20 minutes a day, even if it's 102 out, you know, usually between the hours of 1130 and 1 is a good start. So those are some simple things we want people to realize. Check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. We're going to get back to our interview here. You can always text us anytime during this at 512-219-0724. And we'll be able to take your live calls in a few minutes at 877 877- Nine five six nine five six six. Sean, let's go ahead and conclude our interview with Progressive Medical Centers. Talking about integrative oncology, and we had the privilege of, of attending this conference with Dr. Forsythe. And by the way, there was there was numerous other oncologists there, as well as alternative integrative uh, medical doctors from across the world. Um, and as Dr. Bedette mentioned earlier. Um, we, we have a team now that are, are specializing in this full-time, um, an oncologist, Dr. Uh, Ketterl, she's board-certified oncologist as well. Dr. Kohler, she's board-certified naturopathic physician oncology. And we also have a great support team here with dietitians and, and other licensed practitioners that assist. But, but it's great to have an oncologist here because um, she, she can really assist with stage four cancer patients. And, and it doesn't really matter what stage you're at, you should come in, look at integrative, even even if you stick with your traditional oncologist, which we, we embrace. If any if any traditional oncologist happens to be listening to us, listen, we, we know you have a tough job. Uh, we know it's a confusing time. And we know that a lot of you are, are science-based and science-minded, which is wonderful. Well, we're just asking you to be open-minded and looking at the statistics. And, and it's really about first doing no harm. And, and I'm not gonna sit there and, and lambast any uh, well-meaning physician, but I would encourage all to look at the science, and, and let's let's take a step back and say, how are the patients reacting here? How can we assist these patients in living a longer, healthier life? And that's our ultimate goal for everybody. So we're not going to sit here and say one size fits all, but doesn't it make sense to target the therapy? Doesn't it make sense to deliver safer levels of chemotherapy and allow the body to heal properly? Doesn't it make sense to treat that individual as a whole person? Doesn't it make sense to look at the mind, body, and spirit and to really look at the science and look at these nutrients that had over two decades of studies? You know, um, poly-MBAs had a lot of research as well, which are very, very specific uh, minerals and alpha-lipoic acid. Uh, We've seen a lot of results on protecting oxidative levels and using glutathione. Uh, We know that uh, detoxification protocols that are done properly and safely are very beneficial. Um, so we have so many different areas and so many different nutrients that have been studied. We know that there's a lot of research on ketogenic diets, although it's a very difficult diet. Now we've had the ability to use very specific products that create exoketone bodies that allow you to go into ketosis safely, and and you can you can have easier compliance. So these are some of the things that an integrative practitioner uh, brings to the table, and you know ultimately. When you get to the point of stage four, there's a lot of times doctors don't have time to think about root cause, about that. They're trying to save your life. And this is what I love of, of using integrative modalities, Dr. Burdett, because it encompasses all of these. So I have a lot of respect for Dr. Forsythe. Uh, I love the fact that he's taken this, this approach uh, and he's actually quantified it and documented it. And, and he's sharing it with other physicians because medicine should not be proprietary. And what's ended, what's ended up happening is that 
uh, big pharma obviously are going to say, let's do the cure. And all they really care is about their drug for their patent. And we're, we don't really care about that. If their drug works, great, we'll use it. But we're going to use other modalities as well. So once again, there is no panacea. There's not one thing that cures it. And, and that's the misconception in our scientific community. And I think it's misleading to the public. There was an article recently, and um, uh, I, I think it was the New York Times. Uh, Dr. Kettle shared it with us. And it was all about that, that, that misconception to the public that uh, some of these research agencies and says we're close to the cure, uh, wiping out cancer. And, and this is really misleading to the public because what we really need to do is educate, first of all, prevention, prevention, prevention. We've got to find out what's causing this. And we feel definitively, based on the research, it's a combination of several factors. We know that it's toxicity in the environment expressing the genes. Some of it is, is genetics as well. We know certain hormones play a, a, a role in that, exogenous hormones, these endocrine disruptors that are coming from certain chemicals as well. We know a lowered immune system plays a role and certain nutritional deficiencies. We're, we're, we're validating this research and, and hopefully as we move on to the next couple decades, we're going to really pinpoint very specific targeted therapies and, and because there's so many different cancers as well, Dr. Burdett. And Absolutely. that's why one size is not fit all. Absolutely. And that's why we see the best outcomes when we put all these therapies together, whether or not you're receiving um, conventional chemotherapy at a nearby hospital <coughs> or doing something fractionated with us here at Progressive. When we're able to couple that with, for example, high-dose vitamin C IVs. So this is something that, um, for example, there was just a study out of Sweden about a year ago that showed patients that did IV vitamin C on days off of their chemotherapy had better outcomes and better quality of life. Uh, another piece is that we want to look at the foods you're eating we want to look at the health of not only you, but but the, the but the bugs inside of you. Yes, right down to your bugs, right down to your microbiome, right down to your flora in your stomach. And so you might say, well, why would you be concerned about that when I'm actively fighting a cancer? Well, one of the things that shows up in the research, one of the reasons they spec that they they cite for a reoccurrence of cancer has to do with the fact that chemotherapy kills off our good natural flora, the good bacteria in our gut. And when you kill that bacteria in the gut, you also wipe out part of the immune system. And so they talk about the fact that the, when this flora is killed, that now you're vulnerable to a reoccurrence because one of the major things that primes your immune system is no longer there. We've got to get away from thinking about cancer as one mutation on a gene somewhere. That's important. We are going to use therapies that are cytotoxic, meaning that are toxic to the cell. We are going to use those therapies to kill off those cells with the mutation. But you have to recognize that's only one part. We also have to stimulate the immune system and we have to change the metabolism of the body. One of the things that we know is that if you are diabetic, you are more likely to get cancer. Again, demonstrating that fact that sugar feeds cancer. We also know that if you're diabetic and you do therapies and you do interventions to get your hemoglobin A1C down low enough, you are no longer at risk for, and you no longer have an increased risk of cancer. So again, it's not just the diabetes, but how controlled is that sugar in your system? 
system. And, and so the, being able to, to suggest that what you eat doesn't matter, that that is not in the research, those days are over. That data is clear that we have to focus on changing metabolism, changing what somebody is eating, because this is the primary way that you rob a cancer cell of fuel. And so you might think, well, I did surgery. I got it all out of my body. But the problem is a word micrometastasis, and that means tiny little metastasis, single cells that you can't see on imaging, single cells that aren't enough to put out enough tumor marker to measure in the blood. And so single cells that sit there unbeknownst to you or your oncologist and wait to bloom. So it's a three-pronged approach. Get the cancer out of the body or kill the cancer that you have but change the metabolism so you change the terrain so it's not likely to come back, and then make sure you're doing things to stimulate the immune system, your guards, your army that's going to do constant surveillance and prevent it from reoccurring. We've got to address all of these areas, and I would be remiss if I did not mention a mind-body-spirit connection as well. You have to control the stress. But ultimately, it does have to be your decision. You are the patient. You need to call the shots with your team of physicians that you pick and look at the training. Um, just because someone went to a prestigious school, they may have a, a, a perspective that it's all chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery. And if that's the belief system, let's look at the statistics. That's why we need other physicians practicing integrative oncology. And like anything, like anything else in medicine, it takes a while to catch on. Dr. Forsythe, great credentials, alongside all these other integrative oncologists, they're going to make an impact. And we're very, very fortunate to have Dr. Ketterall with all of her experience at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America and Dr. Kogor as well with all her experience from a naturopathic perspective with oncology. So it's a winning combination. But I'm really, really impressed, Dr. Burdett, um, with this product uh, because they've added alpha lipoic acid. I'm going to just read it again, reiterate. Alpha lipoic acid intravenously or on its own taken orally the reason why we like intravenously, it gets right to the cell. Super antioxidant, an amazing detoxifier, has an affinity for certain metals. Uh, it is both water and fat soluble, which is a really interesting combination for a nutrient. Uh, so it, it has the ability um, to, to work at um, several different mechanisms and pathways. And, and this is what's really exciting about that. So when you, when you use that in combination with uh, triggered, triggered uh, targeted therapies, uh, we know that the outcome can be very favorable. So one of the areas that, that we uh, learned from Dr. Uh, Foresight as well is, is testing for, for p potential causes. Uh, Dr. Foresight uh, talked about it in his, in, his, um, in his seminar that he looks for heavy metal toxicity. He looks for chemical toxicity. Uh, he looks for, for food and inhaled allergies. That's right, believe it or not, that if you've got multiple, multiple allergies that is constantly causing inflammation and it's wreaking havoc on the body, um, organs and cells, that you are susceptible to cancer. Uh, viral and funguses etiologies, HPV, HIV, EBV, uh, Hep B and Hep C, all of these, all of these play a role. We also know that the immune competence looking at the a lymph subset, and the natural killer cell panels is also important, and hormonal imbalancing. So this is a very nice approach from a diagnostic perspective. And, of course, the most important thing, especially for stage four, is looking at that, that sensitivity test 
either from Germany or from Greece, and that's going to be looking at targeted chemotherapies, targeted hormonal therapies, and targeted nutritional therapies. It is a game changer when you're looking at having an individualized protocol. Test, don't guess. Why would you guess about a chemotherapy? Why would you use one in your body, another in your body, another in your body, and try to figure it out that way when you can take the cells out of your body and test it next to the cells so that you're not going to have the impact of that? And, and so while these therapies are absolutely important and, and, and useful, what we have seen at Progressive Medical is they work better when they're used in concert with nu- nutrition, nutritional IVs, other procedures, pieces to keep the immune system well, and remembering that it's not a cancer we're fighting. It's a person who has cancer, and, and, that, and, and within that person we are fighting a cancer. So recognizing that we have to keep that person well. The person that does the best battle in cancer is the one that is able to stay the healthiest. And so that means eating right. That means getting at least small amounts reasonable exercise in, things that are individualized for where you're at at the time, and not every day you're going to be able to do that, but realizing that it should not be dismissed entirely. When we see, when we're able to work with people, one of the things that was really impressive about this conference is how much data there was around diet. In fact, one of the lead speakers there, the keynote speaker said, if I had one therapy for all cancers, it would be getting blood sugar as low as possible. He said getting something called a hemoglobin A1C, a marker of sugar, down to 4.5. Because he talked about how if I take the brain of a cancer cell, the nucleus of a cancer cell, and put it into a normal cell, remove the normal cell's brain, that cancer brain, that nucleus, doesn't make that new cell cancer. Then he said, if I take the normal nucleus with no mutations and put it into a pre-existing cancer cell, Now, that does continue to be a cancer cell. And so what he was saying is that it's the environment that drives what's happening at the DNA level. It's metabolism. And many people are suggesting that it's the shift in metabolism that comes first that then washes over the genetics in a way that causes these mutations that might be there to be expressed in a a way that's more dangerous. Also, we know that a a highly inflammatory diet, a a diet rich in sugar, is also going to do things in terms of making the cell able to grow and divide more rapidly. So it's, it's another piece of the puzzle. It changes what's going on in terms of metabolism, and so it changes the way the cell is able to grow. And so when so now we even see studies that talk about when you don't eat junk, when you keep your blood sugar lower, even with conventional chemotherapy, those outcomes are better. So it's time to quit dismissing what we know about food and nutrition. It's time to start embracing these whole-person approaches and realizing that if we can look at hormones, if we can look at gut-based health, if we can look at the immune system, we can use these things to surround people and make them feel better. When I first started working at cancer treatment centers, one of the simple things that we would do is we would use a nutritional mouthwash full of glutamine and some botanicals like slippery elm that would coat the person's mouth and the stomach. And while this had nothing to do with actually killing a cancer cell, it meant the patient did not get as many ulcers in their mouth and in their stomach. And when someone doesn't have ulcers in their mouth and their stomach, it's much easier to eat. 
We all know one of the problems with cancer care is feeling nauseous, not being able to eat, not being able to stay strong enough to continue to get your care. So just merely by giving a patient a solution in terms of not having ulcers in the mouth, they were able to keep their appetite normal and able to keep their weight normal. Normal weight is associated with better outcomes in cancer care. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting here live from Austin, Texas, on a very interesting topic in cancer therapy. And I hope you all were listening intently because there's so much information here. This is a, we've recorded this once before, and I've listened to this now three times with this interview, and we just have to get the word out. If you know of anybody that is, has recently been diagnosed or is in treatments, I think the pearls of this interview is something that's timeless and please get please have them listen to the podcast check out healthychoicesxm.com and also this show will also be on iTunes it'll be on their podcasts under healthy choices xm this is just a fabulous collection of strategies of how to deal with cancer treatments and even if it's a stage 4 this is not something to run and hide and get your affairs together Using these natural therapies with traditional therapies is so important to be able to improve quality of life and also to extend quality of life. We talked about a couple of therapies taking getting the cancer out, changing the metabolism, shifting that metabolism, and also for prevention so it doesn't continue to grow. And if nothing else, you're listening to this show and you're, you're dizzy with all the data that we put out, text us at 512-219-0724. We'll connect you with some of the professionals that can be able to answer your questions. But Cheryl mentioned one thing. The thing that's so overwhelming is the level of blood sugars that people have. Uh, they, they talked about a blood test called a hemoglobin A1C. It's the average of blood sugar over a period of time. They're looking at a number of less than 4.5. So what of all the oncologists talked about, even if you have cancer, the best thing you can do is go on a low sugar diet. Anybody can afford that. And it's so critical. Hemoglobin A1C less than a 4.5, even if you are on chemotherapy. Dr. Gaz talked about a targeted therapy. There's no reason today not to target the chemotherapy agents that are susceptible to the cancer cells you have. This is a grease test. You can Google it. You'll see that there's, this is a test that's done outside this country, but it's very effective and be able to match the type of cancers you have to the chemotherapy agents that actually work. And so also we talked about keeping the person well and staying healthy to be able to improve that immune system, to be able to regenerate good cells, to be able to get the person healthy again. So all this is kind of a multi-pronged approach, but it's so important. It's not just chemotherapy. You know, many times people will say that they, they have people going into chemotherapy and they have this huge bowl of candy that everybody dives into before their chemotherapy. You know, I wish somebody would be able to take that bowl of candy out and put 
and, and put something in there, but it just, just, it just, it's actually criminal. Uh, so anyway, if you get nothing out of this show, then that is please, uh, get rid of the sugar out of your diet, especially if you're on chemotherapy, check out progressive medical centers for some innovative treatments. And always you can call us here at Texas or call us at 512-219-0724 anytime during the week. And we'll connect you with some of the professionals that can be able to give you some hope. Our website is healthychoicesxm.com. We'll have this entire show uh, will be uh, live on our show and also the podcast and also on iTunes. And check out our sister station, 1380 The Pulse. This show will be rebroadcast on Sunday at noon. So everybody have a great week. And again, share this broadcast whether there is hope for cancer treatments. And everybody have a great week and stay cool out there. Take care.